It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix. Oh, Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another episode of the Upix Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How are we doing this evening, my friend? I am doing fantastic. So am I. I'm waiting for seven inches of snow to hit us tonight. Yeah, my lady's downstairs waiting for seven inches of something to hit her tonight. Mm, You're going to go at her twice? (laughs) 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 Uh, that's the fun part of a live audience <laughs> yeah speaking of live we're starting really late so it's probably going to be a condensed episode because there was so much good pre-show if you aren't listening live to us thursday night if you aren't live with us uh, you're missing out lots of good pre-game talk we'll do some condensed versions of it here but uh yeah yeah, we had about 50 minutes of a pre-show with a very good talk. I did record some of it, so I'll see what I'll do with that information and how we'll use that here on the podcast. But this is being recorded on November 18th, 2021, and this is episode 105. 105. Hey, are we doing an episode next week? I got to remember what we did last year for Thanksgiving. I can't remember if we skipped or if we did one like on Monday or Tuesday night. So I really got to look that up. I just not sure. Yeah, this is how far ahead we plan, by the way. (laughs) Insight to the production quality of like, wait, are we doing Thanksgiving next week, y'all? Like, that's how far ahead we plan. And I can't remember what day of the week Thanksgiving was. Well, I mean, what the date of Thanksgiving was. I, I know what day of the week it was. I just can't remember the date. That. That's a too stupid to win moment right there. I can never remember what day of the week Thanksgiving's on. Die. Jesus. Couldn't remember the date for... But gotcha. We did an episode on the 20th of November and the 26th of November and the 13th, so... We figured something out last year. I think you actually got in trouble. Well, that was that 4th of July. You got in trouble a couple of times. A couple of times. A couple of times. One time so bad we didn't even do an episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so before... There's somebody in the NFL called Joe Looney. Yes. He's my new favorite. Oh, and he's in Dallas? Oh, damn. All right, shout out. I'm collecting all Joe Looney memorabilia now. There you go. So before we get too far into this episode, the views, information, and opinions expressed on the Epics podcast are solely those of myself and thank me later and any guests of the podcast and do not necessarily represent, reflect those of Upland Me, Inc. We're not employed by or provided insider information from the Upland team. All discussions about properties to buy and sell are not financial advice. Please do your own research first. So I think we a new segment of the show where I just like read off some of these players' names because it's fascinating. <laughs> You know, it's been a long time since we've had numbers and new players for you to read and butcher their names. Right. Well, it's not a butcher name. Like, I just found a guy in Baltimore whose name is Miles Boykin. Like, how perfect is that for Upland? Like, Miles Boinking? Like, come on. I want some Miles Boinking. I'm surprised playing fantasy football this year and last year it took you that long to find that individual through a NFL legit. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through. Who is the player that you needed for a memento? Uh, Miles Garrett. Oh, Miles Garrett. Yeah. He's a uh, Texas product. Texas product? Yeah. I don't know what that means. He came from Texas. Oh. Well, that's not very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What do we got? We got a jam-packed show, eh? Yeah, TM does not have all four Miles Garrett mementos, so stop lying. Nobody likes liars. 
I mean, he did buy a lot of <laughs> he did buy a lot of these packs. So, I mean, that is true. Wait, where there? There's got to be more than four Miles Garrett mementos. Mm. There's like there would be. Uh, wouldn't there be sixty four? No, how many games are there? <laughs> Shit, he is sixteen. He is the elite player for Cleveland. Oh, he's the elite player? Yes. So does that mean he was only in the superstar pack? Correct. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely don't have him. Why am I looking? Well, you still have him in the essentials, but the memento is only in the superstar pack. Wait. Are superstar essentials? Wait, what? So in the superstar, in the superstar essentials pack, you can get superstar essentials, but you also get your superstar mementos. Holy crap! So superstar essentials are like hella rare. Mm-hmm. Do you only get superstar essentials in a superstar essentials pack? Yes, I believe so. Holy shit! Well, that makes me reevaluate that because. The essentials of those superstars would be worth a lot. Yeah. Oh, damn. And, oh, damn. And you still just got to use the reference because people that you would think would be the elite or key players sometimes aren't the elite or key players on the team. So you always got to go back and refer. I, I still get um, angry messages like, aren't you going to evaluate? I'm like, ah, I've been working 13-hour days this week and four kids and life and all that. So yeah, I haven't sat down to compare to my spreadsheet because my views of elite and key players are different from the upland team. Yeah. But I mean, there's still like, I mean, even me, uh, somebody who knows nothing about it. Now granted, I think all the ones I'm thinking of are quarterbacks. Cause again, I, I think of, you know, Tom Brady. So I go, somebody's got a bunch of Tom Brady stuff potentially. Right. Right, like buying the superstar stuff, and like Ben Roethlisberger, as much as I hate him, uh, like he's uh, he's, he's a starter though. Man. He's not even a he's not even a key or elite player on the Steelers. Uh, but as far as Upland is concerned, he is, isn't he? No, that's what I'm saying. He wasn't. Oh, considered. there's no <laughs> wait. There's nothing for Ben Roethlisberger in the Upland. He's game? a starter. He's not a key or elite player. Ah, suck it, Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah, That's so yeah, but now they do have the bonuses for the scores, which makes it interesting in itself too. You know, there's there's a lot of different things to go after there now. Which I I mean, how many people now are googling what is a long snapper and what long snappers are for each team? Man, I thought a long snapper was something you caught down in the creek. <laughs> I, I like how, I like how you had to put an accent to it too. <laughs> I needed it to be a very specific character. <laughs> <laughs> so, since they announced the update to the legits or the legits collection update, has that changed your collection or buying strategy? No, because I don't. I mean, it's awesome. Don't get me wrong, I'm super stoked. But like. I don't know anything about it, so they're like, you know, I guess it's, I don't have, the interface, honestly, is just too cumbersome for me to go, do I have three of these, who's a quarterback, what's a doohickey, like, I'll just wait very much like Sanford, like uh, collections of the game, I'll just go and click what is available for this collection, and then I'll wait for somebody a thousand times smarter than me, like our boy Sturs, to write an optimization program for it, because, damn. Like, you know, it ain't going to be easy to figure that shit out. Yeah. And I do think that they do have a on three mementos or replicas with at least one fire stat and you get a 285% bonus. I was like, that's interesting in itself. Yeah. Damn. Jimmy's right. I got to get on that. Is it Jimmy? Is it Lemmy? Lemmy. L-E-M-M-Y. Yeah. Lemmy? Oh, okay. Lemmy's right though, because that's what I want to do. But I don't know the. No, the he's talking about treating. About treating. Whoa. Whoa. Hold on. Get that person. All right, we're good to go. Um, 
trading now that you can trade legits for Halloween, like I'm way more interested in the Halloween than the legits. Like now, why didn't they come out with that first? Like, okay, after it's after Halloween. Now, now you can trade them. Like, what the hell? Bro, they barely got that out in time for anything for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be real. This shit was like last second, just like print it so we could get it before Halloween. Like, so. Now, there's. Did you see that they have a ball hog? So, own two mementos or replicas of a game ball? Uh, well, I guess it can't be the same game ball, right? right? Just two game balls in general? Yeah, but how hard is it to get it? I mean, some of you guys have spent way more money than me on this, and very like you guys finally have game balls. Yeah, I'm I'm about five or six grand in on it, and I got my first game ball. Yeah, so, and I mean, I only got one. Oh, fuck, what is this? As soon as Nishrin came in, I just assumed there was some sort of bullshit-ass raid. Like, that's just shenanigans as befalling the, the the Zoom call here. Yeah, I mean, you, you made it explicit. It, I mean, we dropped some stuff, but you dropped everything at the 11-minute mark of this episode. So, congratulations. Did I? <laughs> because all Nishrin came in, you dropped a Franklin bomb, you dropped shit, damn hell, everything. Like I did not drop a Franklin bomb. You did? did I? Yeah, you did. Audience, did I? Did I drop the F bomb? I pay attention to this. <laughs> no, but she's giving <laughs> You're See? a liar. Liar <laughs> TM. If, if that had come from anybody but TM, I would have <laughs> believed it. But no chance I believe that. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, I did just say it. I was. It, it's like when it was like when my when my daughter. I was talking to my buddy that I played the wrong Seattle wide receiver in my FanDuel lineup, and the guy that contemplating he scored a couple of touchdowns, and I'm like, I should have and played so and so. And my daughter's like, Daddy, F's a bad word. You shouldn't say F. F, you know, you could get your mouth washed out, so you shouldn't say F. I go, yes, I get you, but that doesn't give you the right to continuously say that to me. So, well, wait, so you you weren't saying the letter F. You were saying the full word. You oh, were yeah. dropping F. She was dropping F bombs. She was dropping Franklin bombs oh, like it was nothing, man, trying to chastise me at like four or five. I can't remember if she was four or five, but either way, I'm like, that just doesn't give you the right. No, no, it does. Like that, that she is. You know, she is devious and, and brilliant. You you have a, definitely a handful with her because that is some absolute shit. Like, so, yeah, and then just, like, uses that opportunity to just lay F-bombs all over the place while, you know, correcting you. That's genius. I love it. I'm scared of my children, actually, because, you, you know, you have the effect of every 10 years you gain 10 IQ points for each generation. So these kids are geniuses. They got like 40 IQ Wait, points on me. What? what are you saying? You've never heard of that. I can't remember the. Not last century, last season. And that's what I call schema. Schema? What? What the fuck was that? Now, now you're just dropping up bombs because you're like, whatever. Yeah, you, you ruined the episode, so... Well, you didn't ruin the episode. You, you just, didn't ruin the episode. You, you just opened the door. Yeah. You, you, uh, just, you just opened the, the door. All right. Should we talk about Upland now? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to the uh, um, legits. Yeah, so... Yeah, the ball, I think that's going to be interesting. Um, I, I think trading, it'll be really interesting to see week to week how people negotiate trades. Because imagine, again, you team up with people like you could rotate. You could go, hey, the three of us are you know the top fans. So instead of competing... We could just alternate first, second, third. You just, like, rotate a couple pieces, you know, to have that ranking. So that way you're like, we're not always trying to compete for one. We'll collectively 
gather up all of this, you know, team, and then we'll just rotate who's the top. And then if there's a particular game or something that you're excited about, we can pump you to make you number one. If you're like, hey, I really want to, you know, them versus this team or whatever. Like, I, I think there's a, there's some interesting plays there. Oh, absolutely. And there's already a lot of teamwork going on to get um, people different collections or a lot of players on on specific teams. And I've got offered – I got stuff for teams that I don't even like. But, hey – I'm just rolling with it and going with it. Yeah. So did you register for all the packs tomorrow? Honestly, no. No, I didn't register for any packs. Um, I'll probably buy some more essentials tomorrow, but I didn't I don't have the I don't have the, the liquid. I I spent like three or four million upex uh, because I sold a couple things uh, before the last one, but I haven't, I haven't been out there hustling any properties, so I don't have it. I'm not, I don't have any upex to spend, so probably sit this one mostly out. Because mm. there's only 250 superstar packs available, which I'm always intrigued in, and there are only 10 postseason superstar packs. But of course, that's now this is the biggest uh, postseason superstar pack that they had in a while. It's usually been five. Yeah, that that that'll be interesting. the uh, The thing about the superstars versus the normals, first of all, it's tremendously more expensive. Uh, which again, I get. There's some really valuable superstars, and you can really hit some home runs there, I guess. Uh, but from a fan score perspective, unless they limit it, I'm just confused on like why you know. Besides the prestige of owning that memento, from a fan score perspective, you were way better off just mass buying essentials or game day packs, right? Like from a pure score perspective, because if you have a hundred of the essentials versus one of the whatever, you're still way better off, right? Oh, in my opinion, yes, because. I mean, there's 6,000 essentials, too, and when the burn mechanism gets in play, that will be interesting. How much will you burn? How much will you save? And how how much will everybody else burn? So does that create a rarity? Or where does it really go? Because you do get better as you burn, but yet at the same time, you also decrease the supply. And 2020 is still the original series. So I could understand moving forward in 2021 with a bunch of burns. What do you do? Would you burn a bunch of your 2020s? Uh, maybe. But what I don't get is, well, somebody's saying that the burn mechanic is you burn five points to make a six-point item. I don't know that that's true. I think it'll be much more likely that you burn ten points for a six-point item. Um, I think it'll go down. Honestly, I don't think your fan score will go up from burning or at maybe neutral. But Yeah, I guess it's in the, the new Legit's guidebook that they put out. Oh, shit. All right, well, hold on. I might be at a damn guidebook. Learn more. Uh, but... Okay, well, we'll continue on. I'll search for this guidebook. There is newer information here, so... um. I do like, if you go to the guidebook, I do like that they have Young Ho Koo, who's a kicker for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, they're giving some kicker love, so that's awesome. (laughs) Merging Essentials. Five okay, so it says here that yeah, they finally have some information which we were speculating heavily on this. Users can merge five unique essentials from the same season to make a replica from that season. Merge five unique essentials. I'm not sure I understand. 
I, I guess but, you don't. You can't use five of the same person, I guess. Oh, uh, that's weird. Okay. It would have seemed to me that you needed to collect. One of them gets randomly picked? Oh. Now that's interesting. But wait, you can't. Oh, wait. This is getting more convoluted. Sorry to, <laughs> to the listeners. Lemmy is is giving more information because clearly they they are smart and are following this more than some of us. Uh, saying one of them gets picked and influences the final replica, which is also random with a limited supply. Yeah, that's that's weird. I'm not entirely sure how that'll work. And if that was true, I would. I would say that it makes more sense to let you burn five of the same to guarantee that you get a replica from that person, but maybe not. Right. That's how I thought it was going to work that, Hey, you need to burn three of these to get that three of the cap of this player and you would get this or three from a team and you'd get a random of it. Man, that's super bizarre. That's. I feel like that's too much random from for crafting purposes. Just put it on the wheel of names and see what you get, baby. Yeah, I don't like that. That seems it seems too much. It needs more structure. But so you got the burns, but then that's almost yeah. That sounds great. You got the burns. Go check your doctor. Burn, yes. <laughs> I've, been taking, I've been taking antibiotics for that. Don't judge me. So do you keep some, you have the collector bonus scores. Do you keep a solid collection there to continue increasing your, your fan score and yet burn everything else that's outside of your fan score legits? I guess. So you're saying like fully dedicate to a single team and then just burn the rest and then try and consolidate value into that team yeah it depends if you do a single team a lot there's so much to do and it's going to be exciting to see how all the different players go about it um and who's burning what and who's increasing their fan score by targeting uh different combinations that's laid out there It, it takes some time and research and i do feel bad for our fellow upland players that have no clue about the nfl yeah, I can vouch that that causes me heartache because I don't know the players and, like, outside of, like, having to – like, it's just a lot. There's no way to independently or, like, easily evaluate them, especially in-game. So it's hard to know. Yeah, I got to turn off screen share because TM thinks he's funny, but uh... – He's a try-hard. You're trying a bit hard there, boss. Trying too hard. Trying too hard. Um, let me. I don't know. Somebody's trying to. Let me uh, put some. Yeah, he put a good analogy or like example set inside of um, the chat. I didn't personally like. I get it. Essentially, you know, one of your people could possibly influence. There's too many. Like, nah, I don't know. Uh, that's it's too complicated to me. Oh, that's directly from Upland. Thanks, Lenny. Yeah. Um, so if uh, I'm just going to read this because it is uh, from Upland uh, to give some context. If the replica is not a game ball, one of the five essentials used for the merge will be randomly chosen to influence the resulting replica. For example, if the randomly drawn essentials is a superstar jersey, the resulting replica is more likely to be a superstar player, more likely to be a jersey, and or more likely to be from the same team as the superstar player. Similarly, if the randomly drawn essentials is an impact player cap. The resulting replica is more likely to be an impact player, more likely to be a cap and more likely to be from the same team as the impact player. So I I guess it's kind of interesting. Um, You throw in five guys and five sets that you're like, okay, I hope you pick one again. I, I really, 
that to me again lends to they should let you put five of the same in because then it guarantees that you will have that additional modifier. So, yeah, but who's gonna who's gonna burn a key player or an elite player? Uh, that that would be rather aggravating as you throw an elite pro- player, a couple key players in, and then one rando um, contributor or starter, and then you get like the contributor or starter. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even think about like different tiers, which is, you know what? That does happen in some games where like if you mix like a tier, you know, two tier two and a tier one um mat together there's like a small chance that you'll get you know a, a higher tier and a small chance you get a lower so like that's kind of interesting because i mean you're paying 230 uh opex or 230,000 opex for the superstar pack which gives you uh 2020 season memento and it is an each essential is a cap or jersey from one of the top three players from each team. So, I mean, you're putting 230 U.S. dollars in. You, you can burn. You can make two burns out of a $230 pack. Now, how much value are you going to get off of that? Uh, well, I mean, the replicas are pretty big. Now, again, 2020 being such a unique season, um, because there is a limited number of essentials. Once it's free-for-all, I could see that changing quite a bit. But now with the limited number of replicas, well, I guess that stands to reason if each week, because the replicas are replicas of the memento, right? Yeah. That's the idea? Yes. So in theory, each week there's a new batch of replicas that become available to be crafted. So, I mean, that's kind of interesting. If you abstract the fact that it's a bunch of random people who play a silly sport for money, um, the, the crafting mechanics is interesting that every week there essentially becomes a new pool of replicas um, with varying value. And so as soon as that pool becomes available, assuming that the pool's um, – like fill out every week. Cause I can imagine towards the end of a week, if all the replicas, if everyone burned um, and got all the replicas, like there might not be anything to create, which means like the mechanic would essentially be locked until there was more things to create, which would be kind of cool. Yeah. It'll be interesting so, to see how it yeah. overall progresses. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think that that drives, weekly interest in buying a bunch of essentials and then, um, you know, kind of a cue almost at the, at the burn line, right? Like crap, I want to get this week's essential. Or I want to get this week's replica, right? That there's some interesting things. I guess it also depends on the volume of each replica and stuff that they put out. Cause they could, they could easily make it more available than people are, are going to want. Um, but yeah, I hope they limit it like three to five of each memento, and then I mean it could scale up as as the pool gets bigger. But yeah. Now, on a different note, are you participating in the Sparked Up Competitive Treasure Tier Challenge? Ooh, when's that? It started today. Oh, well, I guess the answer is no. <laughs> it ends Sunday at uh, eleven fifty nine p.m. Pacific time. Uh, there's four Is it just that chests have more spark? What's the dealio? So you have four different treasure chests that you can discover. And depending on the tier city you're in that you're hunting in, you have different rewards to it. So you got a blue spark chest, a gold spark chest, a gold spark egg, and a spark reactor chest. Jeez, old Pete's. In a tier one city, you can get 0.15 for the highest spark reactor chest, and it works its way down to 0.04 for a blue spark chest and then uh you know a blue spark chest will give you 0.04 0.02 0.01 for tier one two and three your gold spark chest will give you 0.05 0.03 0.02 your gold spark egg will give you 0.08 0.04 0.03 and then your spark reactor chest will give you 0.15 0.08 and 0.05 yeah let me bring up a good point that's 0.3 if it's in riot mode right what point three spark? That's crazy. Is dirty. That's a hundred bucks. That's more than a hundred bucks, right? 
Because one spark's what four fifty. <laughs> yeah, it's like hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, damn. And if you don't think between now and the twenty first that you'll have riot mode active in some of these cities, I, I have to fly back to San Francisco. Dude, I'm about to. I'm about to get on that hunt. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. It's just uh, too bad work was uh, in the way of treasure hunting today. Yeah. And you saw the big news about uh, NFT to USD beta? Oh, oh, yes. uh, That sounds sounds more... I would almost consider it just going from a closed beta to essentially open beta right. for, for, for fiat out because NFT to USD, I saw that headline and I got super excited because I was like, are we about to be able to sell our other NFTs, i.e. explorers, legit Halloween for fiat because sploosh, not that, um, but good news for all of the newer players that essentially it's open beta now, and as soon as you're an uplander, you get fiat out access. Um, so that's kind of that's good for you know new players and not having a bunch of people abandon the game. Yeah, but you also you know yeah you get to uplander, you get your fiat out. Yeah, but you got to keep progressing because you have 30 days from the time that you buy a property from the time you can sell a property. You know, you get to pro it's 14 days, director, seven days and executive and chief executives, three days. So if you're really into buying a property, uh, you know, if you're one of the quick ones on the sniper that a property goes under mint that you pick it up and then just post it for either the market floor or just above to make that flip, you know, you do have some time to wait. Yeah. On a completely unrelated note, can we all appreciate how business business is just so damn close to that treasure, but it won't click. <laughs> I mean, I've enjoyed it. I appreciate that he's sharing his woes with us. Uh, I, I hope his Explorer gets in the, uh, the range of that. If you, for those of you who don't know, uh, business is currently doing some treasure hunting uh, with a screen share and it's very entertaining, at least to me. There you go. You got it. Caution extra send, but it wasn't worth it. So. No spark for you. No, no spark for you. <laughs> but, hey, that works. Now, the interesting thing is is with this uh, NFT to USD, if you're in Ukraine, Greece, or Lebanon, you're screwed. You just can't uh, withdraw your funds via PayPal. Oh, uh, do people live there? Uh, yeah. In those places that you mentioned? Yeah. What were they? Ukraine, Greece, and Lebanon. Hmm. Lebanon sounds made up. That's some, I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a country the liberal media just made up to confuse people. I feel like that's, that's not a real place. Okay. People just use that. Is like, oh, we're, there's a war. Where? And they're like, I don't know, Lebanon. Like, come on. I don't even know where to go with that. You didn't know where to go. And I'm not the only one that doesn't know where to go with that one. <laughs> I mean, that's that was, <laughs> I didn't really have an exit strategy for that joke. So you just had to go darker down the hole. I'm sorry. Yeah. So speaking of darkened down the hole, what, <laughs> what do you think of the new city tier numbers that they've put out? Oh, yeah. I haven't had a chance to completely review that. Sounds like it's, uh, you know, there's going to be three criteria that it's based on instead of, a, you know, just a single tier. Um, one of them being size. So we're talking about. Uh, it's, does somebody have a link to that so I can look at it where it says that um, yeah, I can uh, link it for New you. York New York is going to have a rating of 131. Now, I don't, I don't know if the article says that the best tier is 111. No, it doesn't, but everybody likes number ones. Oh, okay. Oh, perfect. Oh, this is, this is way better. This is exactly what I want to see. Okay. So... 
I mean, you're a one collector. So, of course, somebody likes 111, but in this case, my opinion, 111 isn't the best. No, I reckon not. I think, based on this, one, and I know because we talked about New York in it, 131. 131 would be the best. Wait, okay, wait, is there a thing? What's this, all this here? Send fees, low, high, default, airport, yes, number of collections, average FSA allocation. Holy cow, this is really elaborate. Right. Um, let's see. Well, based on this, I mean, San Francisco would be a 112. Maybe even a 113. Or, well, at least a 113. Let's see. Well, there's 21 collections because you remember you bragged there's 21 and 21. So it would be. But there is like four of them that are universal. True. So it's not anymore. Uh, It's 18. True. So I would imagine they'll go on that number, which is 18. So that will put you in a 113. Oh, shit. Wait. Look at um, look at 112 is number of collections 16 to 22. You think that they did that for oh. San Francisco? Yeah. Oh, I didn't look at the cent fees there. Man, it's so hard. It, oh, I didn't even see the send fees. 20, 40. Oh, is that the send fees for San Francisco? I think that is. So, da, 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 da. but, so it actually could be a 122. Two. I'd be disappointed at a 122. Two. What was the FSA, though, of San Francisco? Oh, no, but it could be a 121. 121 is weird because it's smaller, so it requires less collections, which would make sense. How many collections are there in New York? Because there's less than San Francisco. Yeah. Well, they said. Which is why that's a 131. Yeah. I I mean, I could even see San Francisco as a 131 at 25, 125, 50 for your. uh, What's. Oh, no. San Francisco default is 40. But New York current default is 40, is it not? Because 50 has never been a default. Like, that's a new thing. Yeah. Interesting. I think, I think based on this, if New York gets 131, you have to make San Francisco 121. That's my feeling. Yeah. Because or, the send fees and everything should be about the same. Or I could even see San Francisco as a 131. I'll have to dig a little deeper on this because San Francisco is small. Manhattan is smaller, but compared to Chicago, Cleveland, Kansas City, Memphis, New Orleans. Yeah. You know. but as, okay. So why are we spouting spout all these numbers? So. Because uh, I don't know if we ever said one is the price, so that's gonna be that's gonna essentially set like your up square, your cost per up square, like baseline based off then of real size, world values. Based off of real world values, uh, size, the number of all overall properties plus area, and then your icon factor measures the city status, which looks like it's a, it's equivalent to number of collections. So, the, in order to be one one one, which is technically the highest, quote unquote, because it's it's listed first, um, what you have to have at least twenty five collections um, to achieve that, and it only has a thirteen percent FSA allocation, which is crazy. Because think of what that would mean. Think of the city that would have to launch to hit that. Right. Like over at least 25 collections. It must be massive. And it's only going to have 13% FSA. I'm going to go on the record and say we may never see a 111 tier city. Because, you know, in pre show, we were talking that, you know, we like the 131 because the 
you know, the 131 is a smaller size, rarity, more scarce properties, higher property value. But now looking at the FSA allocation, even though there's a nice little asterisk and it's subject to change depending on size, hub inventory, and hub adjacency. So I, I don't know because you got a 25-125 with a standard of 50 with an airport with at least 25 collections, but less than 13 per... That's just crazy. Yeah, I, I think like that's going to be... I'll, I'll be curious if we ever see a one-on-one, which again makes to me then your the things that you the number that you care the most about is honestly the last number. This is this is my opinion. I think the number so in a in the three-digit number where the numbers are wait shit is it price size? Yeah, it's got to be price size then icon factor. Right? Yes. So to me, your price high, medium, low is probably going to be a lot dictated by the icon factor, but also just it doesn't really matter because then you can, the cheaper it is, the bigger parcels you can afford, the more expensive it is, the more, um, you know, you can buy a smaller property to get as much interest and in, in ROI. So there's benefits to the high, low price. That to me is is negligible your size has a lot to do with just how exclusive it is i think um and or how accessible by you know contrast but really for me that icon factor is that a major icon factor this is where you're going to see new york san francisco la london yeah you know tokyo all the major cities are going to have that major allocation so to me, that is essentially where you're looking at tier one, tier two, tier three will be on that last number. Yeah. Well, they just showed you that one, three, one, one, two, one, 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 they all have average and it's the average FSA allocation. So it's not overall. So I, I still think you're more exclusive with your one, three, one. I think one, three, one is going to be very desirable i'll be honest whatever san francisco is is going to be the one that i'm going to rep um but i i would agree that 131 um based on the numbers that we're seeing here would be very favorable um to try and get in on yeah i don't know ah, i say that <laughs> i have to mull it over because i feel like an old school 131 is good a manhattan exclusive small good but new players, like if they just have smaller cities, it's not, they don't really care about exclusive. They want a big hub. They want a Chicago. They want a Nashville. They want a big area because that's going to potentially attract more overall players. So a bigger city could be beneficial. And the fact that it could, can, um, it'll be able to contain more uh, businesses and have, you know, potentially more active players and some smaller ones, but yeah. Yeah. I'll be Ooh, one through one. Good for treasure hunting. Damn. That's that business is, is on it. One through one, probably best for treasure hunting. Low FSA is good for treasure hunt netting. That's true. Very true. Three, one, three. What would three, one, three be a giant shitty city? <laughs> <laughs> Three one three, dude. Fuck that. I'm about to wrap the three one three. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Detroit. Yeah. Tell me what's what's the area code? I'll actually, I think it's three one three. Three one three. No, it's not. Area code three one three is used in Michigan. Oh my god, <laughs> Dearborn, Michigan. Oh, that uh, is shit. Dearborn. Oh. It wasn't Detroit, but it's Michigan. Same difference. <laughs> Damn, dude, that is so funny. Uh, they, there's no way that they plan that. But if Detroit doesn't come out as a three-one-three now, I'm gonna I'm gonna write to my congressman. Know that. Like, we need to start a massive petition. Like, Detroit needs to just be like the entire mitten of Michigan, and it needs to be a three-one-three. 
Yes. Yes, it does. That'd be awesome. Ah, uh, so close. It would have been great. And then you could have just played the Eminem uh, Trick Trick song, Welcome to Detroit, and it would be money. There you go. That's that's money. I'll put it if you still listen. Make that up. <laughs> now, for the big debate, do you want to jump into that? Oh, we have a big debate? Dude, isn't the show over? I, we spent more time than I thought than we would on the whole legits. Yeah, it was good. It was a good discussion. Yeah. So wait, what's the new debate? Business models. Oh, the new business model versus venture thing. Yes. Yeah. The metaverse and venture dues. I don't know how I feel about. It. I don't know how I feel about like the fact that. So do you want, go ahead and give a summary of it. So that way we have something to base the conversation on. All right. So way before Upland went hush-hush secret, why they were working with the NFLPA and all that fun stuff, we had the beta business, and you had to fill out an application. You had to sit through a couple of meetings. You had to say that you had one to five million UPEX available to be able to participate in either block explorer shops or shop decor shops. So you can put burnt out cars in your front yard if you wanted to run a meth lab or gnomes or fountains of whatever. So either way, that was what beta business license was all about. And there were meetings and then all of a sudden it like went cold silence. Now they've revised it, you know, and one of my plans back then was to be able to buy multiple business licenses and lease it out to people so that didn't have the capital so I could get uh, some revenue off of that while still owning the business license. Uh, since then, and since the expansion of the game, they have changed the model from the original model to more of paying dues. So the old business model was you would pay a large sum up front. Now here they're controlling the ability of block explorer shops. So city X, you can have say 40 block explorer shops. So if there's 40 block explorer shops in the city, all the block explorer shops pays 10% of the average earnings of those 40 shops. So if the average earnings was 50,000 UPEX a month on the block explorer shops, all the block explorer shops would pay 5,000 UPEX. Now, if you went above it. Oh, hold on, hold on. Cause I just want to. So let's. Okay, so that's interesting. So let's say there's 10 people do it, right? And let's say um, I don't ever restock it. I, I do a shitty job. I don't really advertise. You crush it. You do almost all of the business for that month. Everybody else is charged 5000 Like you were charged 5000 I'm charged 5000 even though I might not have made any money. Right. Oh, wait. But I think, and I think it said that you have to pay it up front based on the previous month. Right. That's what it was saying. So. Oh, okay. Because I was wondering how that works if somebody just was being a troll, but like they could be a troll, I guess. Ah, dang, that's there's some interesting things there. And it gets very discouraging to have people open up businesses and be successful because it, once you hit about a hundred and fifty percent, so say you use the. 40 businesses for example so once you hit 60 businesses with the same business license now all of a sudden you're paying 51 percent of the median contribution and you hit 200 and you're paying 160 percent you hit 200 percent so that would be 80 in that city and it's going to it's going to change depending on the population of players and all that stuff, but we're just using numbers for discussions there. But at that point in time, it's 160%. Yeah, that's interesting. So it's a, it's a control over, you know, an oversaturation of the market instead of, yeah, it's instead just going to be like on a weird month delay, right? 
Because, okay, so let's say, like, uh, you know, it starts out at 40, right? And, and they do 50,000. So that means the next month, it's 5,000 a month. It's 5,000 for this month's um, thing. So, okay, so now 60 people. So 60 people sign up for 5,000 each a month, right? But now that's, uh, you know, that's whatever that markup is. And let's say that those 60 people do 100,000 in business, but now you have to pay um, a 50% markup. So then like the next month might be like 12,000. And then people are like, oh shit, I don't know if I'm going to pay 12,000. I guess it's, I guess that works out. And then the people who didn't make any money who just jumped on the bandwagon and didn't have a business plan, and then they fall through, and then it it evens out. Ah, Actually, now that I did, I talk out the scenario, I I actually kind of like it. I mean, the best part is their example that they use in their article is the community pool is 500,000 UPEX. So each business owner will be required to pay 50,000 UPEX. So if you're not performing, you know, because they're using the median contribution. So that's the middle. So if you're lower performing, it's going to weed out the non-performers. And what happens if you just have a bad month or you don't have the capital to restock your supply? You know, you might be forced out of business depending on, you know, who's really involved and how, how well the sales are going. Yeah, but I mean, isn't that what you want from a business? Like, that's what you want from a business economy. Because... Like, I don't like the idea. I never, and I never really thought about it of the idea of just buying and holding a license, but not actually using it. Now, I still like the idea, and I still hope that they incorporate some ways of like, okay, I'm paying the fees, um, so I'm covering the fees, but you guys need to run the day to day, and then we'll split the thing at the end. So I'm going to give you ten percent or thirty percent of what I make this month um after whatever and like that you can do that and still hire people to essentially run the day-to-day but you front all the costs so that way if there's a loss then you'll you'll cover the loss like they don't have to pay yeah and they were saying that right now there is nothing in place to have like you know maybe you have two artists working for you you know only one person's being paid only one person's being paid out from the business so you'd have to work something else out on a secondary market to pay people to run the businesses yeah they really need to come up with a fix for that like i i get there's a lot of things that they want to stay away from for legal purposes but I don't know. It's it one, especially with businesses coming out. If if other people can contribute to the business in a in a meaningful way, and they don't have a way to compensate those uh, parties, then that's a that's an issue. But yeah, I did find it an interesting statement. For as much as Upland talks about watching what happens to the, I, I know they're very smart with with the economy and trying to control it, but yet at the same time they also say they want to watch what happens, watch it grow. They did make a statement in here that, you know, they were worried about people would speculate on the value of the business licenses and just sit on it. I know there were a bunch of people talking about they wanted multiple business licenses because they might not have the time to run the businesses themselves, but be able to lease them out and, you know, get a residual income off of it. But they said, because players own their assets in Upland, there would be no way for Upland to interfere. So I found that interesting that they were worried about people just sitting on them and then they couldn't do anything about it. And that would force their hand to uh, release more business licenses. But at that point in time, they would overinflate the number of business licenses available. But if you overinflated the number, the people would still sit on the number. But it was just the whole... The, the state, I guess they could have worded it better that there would be no way for Upland to interfere. That sounds more it's malicious than helping. It's an interesting choice of words. Um, probably interfere, especially for um, all of the crypto fanatics uh, out in the, uh, the fandom is probably the wrong choice. But I get what they're saying is like, 
They can't issue 40 licenses, have 10 of those people not ever use it, and then go, okay, I guess we'll issue another 10 more. And then all of a sudden, those other 10 come back, and now it's like, well, shit. And then 30 go absent, and, like, they can't, they can't redistribute that. And given that, you know, business licenses are going to be an integral part of the economy, and they want to be able to put checks and balances to naturally correct that, I mean... So there's other games, for instance, um, Elder Scrolls Online. Um, you, there was market stalls. Um, and so they were placed around, and I ran uh, a merchant's guild. And it was a blind bid. And you would blind bid on the cart you wanted with however much gold. And there was entire cartels around, you know, kind of controlling that and managing it. But it was an integral part of how the game worked, and I think it would be very different if somebody somebody could have bought the licenses to that cart indefinitely, and then maybe they never used it. And then, like, I just don't like the way that that would have played out for the economy. So I think that the way that they're doing it, I think I'm actually for it. I, it doesn't... It, and it doesn't benefit me, by the way. It actually is the opposite, because as a beta business, you know, member, it would benefit me greatly to have a permanent business license that I could leverage um, as an asset. But I think overall, for the business world, this is an interesting uh, position. Yeah, it changes my strategy, you know, myself because. Would just be a little more challenging than what I had planned, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I am. Now that you mentioned that, um, I mean, I, I think a lot of us, you know, for better or worse, have kind of moved, at least for me, Upland from an active game to essentially an idle game, right? Like I log in every once in a while, if there's an event or something, I, I might grab some stuff, but for the most part, it's it's an idle game for me um, for now, and I don't know how involved being a business owner is going to uh, be. So that could be. Well, I think being a business owner will be exciting, and you know, but it's still going to be work at the same time. Yeah, no, I, and I guess it'll probably. And again, this will be interesting. Um, to see like the spike of interest. I'm like, I, I guess the, the beta business sessions will be the first ones in. So that'll be interesting to see just how that works. Cause that'll be more or less controlled. And then the fees will literally just be based on the economics. I'll be curious if there's ever a beta business owner. I'm sure there will be that. So like, I'm not going to pay for the next month. Uh, even I guess maybe they'll probably cover the fees or something. Yeah. And that will be the interesting part is, you know, just the congregation, each city and how, how far do you have to visit the property to check out the inventory? It's a bunch of hustling with like pawn shops and trying to find the best deal, you know? Yeah. So, uh, Dr. Dirty, uh, Dirty, Dirty D, uh, has some comments here. And so I just want to address them. Uh, he was you know, commenting that, uh, let's see. It's so much more active today than when you started and you play NFTs for NFLPA. Yeah, so I'm still very bullish about the NFLPA, by the way. I spent another 3000 on this last round, and if I sell some properties, I will probably buy some more NFLPA. Uh, however, my amount of time that I play in the game is very minimal, um, and I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. When I bought NBA Top Shots, I spent you know maybe four hours quote-unquote, playing that game, uh, and then I let it sit idle for eight months, right? Like, so I, I still log in. I mean, it's still I still am a big fan of Upland, and I'm looking forward to having some more actual activities in the game. Uh, but, yeah, for me, it's go in, buy something every 10 minutes on cooldown, and then go back to doing and um, playing another game. And it's not like it was where we were constantly – talking in game doing treasure hunts having live chats in the discord and it, it it just changed because it was the same thing over and over again now we have the series a funding 
and we're starting to see more and more stuff roll out. So it, it will be interesting to see how the next uh, 6 to 12 months evolve and how much they catch up on to the roadmaps over, that they had for the previous two years. Yeah, I think the big turning point for me will be um, the introduction of cars and racing. Um, I know that there's several people on the team that are fans of Zedron, uh, too, Stu, but I know that you are a, a pretty avid uh, Zedron player as well. They had similar – I mean, they were <laughs> – Zedron, uh, ironically, was another crypto thing. As soon as I got into Outland, I started to, to play around. Zedron at the time literally just had like you could buy horses for – and I'm kicking myself. I could have made so much money if I had bought them, but I thought it was kind of sketchy because like there wasn't any actual gamification. And now, um, you know, two years later, I look at where Zedron is from a gamification and gaming mechanics, and, I mean, it's come quite a ways. Um, and it's very impressive. So if they're taking notes uh, from what Zedron is doing, and especially if they try and incorporate that with cars, I, I think we are in for um, some really cool content. Yeah, and they've been doing a lot of stuff lately. You know, you had people that were able to manipulate the uh, racing brackets so they could get really low with their overall racing but still have a stud horse and then go in and still kick your ass on higher class racing. So now if you're a class three horse, you can only race class three. You can't be, you can't go race a class two or class one um, with the distance. So you would, you would find your horse's distance and kick ass in that race and then you'd knock yourself down a couple of tiers or far enough down that you could go in class four class three class two kick it kick ass and then when you needed to bump down you go into races where your horse wasn't that good and they'd finish low enough to knock you down and you'd enter the races at the higher prices where you knew you were good at and then the races to knock you down you'd only be paying like a dollar or two to knock you down so I was glad to see that change come in so I'll be more active in racing because it was just very frustrating watching these races and you're like I'm in a class two and I got like five class four horses so it was nice to see yeah no that's that's super cool and they've changed the breeding prices now because Ethereum just continues to go up and up and up and up. So that is nice. They've reduced the breeding prices at the moment. So keep making babies in your stables. Excited about that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, real quick update on the Upland Fantasy League. I'll... I do want to say the... I'll save the blowout for the week for the end. So... Choyna and Mars Utah went to head to head. Choyna was in third, Mars was in tenth, and Mars squeaked out the vic- or got a good solid victory, one hundred one to ninety. Dizzy Deuce and Franklin Bombers, um, yeah, it was kind of sad. Seventy two for Dizzy, ninety eight for Franklin Bombers. Sparkles beat up on Nietzscheren, one hundred to ninety seven. Nietzscheren's kind of on a three game losing streak right now. He was doing pretty solid and uh, kind of got hit with some. Uh, some bad luck there. Uh, T. Davis and Max Lifers. Uh, that was the closest one of the week. T. Davis had 111.12. Max Lifer 69ers had 112.44. And T. Davis still holds on to first place overall. Thank me later. Took a nice little beating from DJ Schwartz's team. Payne Hurts 116 to 70.94. And the blowout of the week is too stupid to win over TM. 146 to 55 for a difference of 91.5 points. Damn. I mean, I lost, but that's embarrassing. Oh, it is. Although it's funny because it actually makes no fucking difference. <laughs> like <laughs> it does, well, just other than bragging like rights. One point or a hundred points, it makes no difference. I guess your overall points matter. I guess in some tiebreaker scenarios, but like right. I think it's funny. Like I guess that's where the saying "any given Sunday" comes from. Oh, look at you! You're learning football terminology. Oh, hold on! I need to reload my fucking pistol. <laughs> overall standings. T. Davis, myself, Choyna, Franklin Bombers, Nishirin, Max Life, 69ers, Thank Me Later in 7th, Pain Hurts, 
Dizzy Deuces, Mars Utah Sparkles, and Clyde Torres. He hasn't changed his name in weeks, and he continues to lose. He's 3-7 and seven overall. So, not too much fun there, TM. Just keep working. You can do it, buddy. It's been your luckiest name. Is that where all three wins came from? Last two. All right. Not bad. 66%, so I guess you got to roll with it. All right. Anything else you want to cover? Thank me later before we get out of here. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, have a great Thanksgiving, unless we do a show earlier. We've got to figure out what we did last year and figure out how to do that this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me know. We'll have to figure it out. Cause I got, I'm traveling a bit, so. Okay. Where are you traveling? Uh, going to Florida and Ohio. Oh. Doing some family trips. Nice. Well, <laughs> enjoy that time. And uh, we'll definitely figure out what to do next week. And everybody, make sure you follow us at Opex Podcast. Uh, everybody in the live audience, make sure you stick around for the after show because I think it will be just as interesting as the pre-show. And definitely you guys want to listen and gals want to listen to us on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Hit up myself or thank me later for the links. Um, There's great conversation with all the different players about different tips, strategies, thoughts, and directions of the game. So it's always fun. Check it out and talk to everyone next week. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in.